And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology. Here is today's host of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce and Amazon. And today, conversion rate optimization strategies is going to be the title of our episode. Before I introduce today's guest, shout out to our sponsor, Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and as the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Um, today's guest is um, a newer friend, a newer colleague. We actually met several months back talking on um, as as fellow Amazon agency owners, just got connected and said, hey, I got to get you on the show. Let's connect. Um, Ian Smith, welcome to the show. What's up, Drew? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Glad to have you as well. You're in Colorado, correct? Yep. Yep. Colorado used to live in Orlando, Florida about a year ago, but we just moved out to Colorado about a year ago and we're loving it. Seasons are starting to change and I'm getting in playing in the mountains, just bought an ATV, got a camper. So I'm loving the Colorado lifestyle at this point. You're doing the thing. I like it. It looks good on you. Well, thanks. Um, Colorado is like, you know, based here in Kansas City, I make it out to Colorado quite a bit. It's so beautiful. And I got a Jeep as well. So I'm like, any chance I get to get um, in the elements, I'm trying to get up there. Um, but super nice to have you on the show and, um, you know, evolve media being, being your company, dealing with content, um, you know, today conversion rate optimization strategies, but before we jump into what we do and, and just get into like the brainiac stuff, let's talk a little bit about Ian. Um, you know, where, where'd you get started in regards to like entrepreneurship and business? Is it something you went to school for? Is it something you just like, you're like, I want to own a business. Um, like, you know, how did you, how did you find business? So I went to school for arts, music production, Full Sail University, um, you know, raised in Colorado, moved out to Florida because I wanted to get to Florida and Full Sail was that art college that I wanted to go to and it took me to yeah. Florida. So um, I always wanted to have my own business because it allows you more freedom with ability to make more money and manage your time and do the things that you really want to do. So that was always the goal to start a business, but I had to go through the employee route first. So after college, was working as an employee, doing music production, music engineering, all that kind of stuff. Can we um, talk about that? That's more of my background too. Like, uh, oh, nice. so, so you went to Full Sail University, okay, and that's in Orlando. Yep. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry. I have some other friends, like a, a um, a sound engineer here locally that does a lot of like you know tracks for movies and all those types of things. I I call them jingles because I don't know what to actually call them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think he went to Full Sail. We used to play music together, like touring touring the country. Nice. Um, and he's had a, he made a lot of success doing that. Um, but it's something I'd like know from the outside. So is Full Sail a music school? Is it a design school? Like what what is Full Sail exactly? Oh, they do a lot of stuff. They okay. do game stuff. They do video production, uh, music. They probably do a whole lot more than I even know about. Probably web 
stuff but okay yeah, it's a lot of like digital arts um all kinds of stuff at very expensive school i wouldn't recommend them <laughs> wouldn't recommend okay. college anymore at this point at all <laughs> okay okay so okay so you go there it gives you a little direction what you want to do you come out of school and you're working like as a sound engineer yeah or i was like... working as a producer and sound engineer um also running a studio and and people were paying me hourly to come into the studio. I'd produce their music. I would record them all kinds of stuff. Worked with Justin Bieber, worked with a lot of big names and stuff, but ultimately didn't love the, the music I was making, like didn't love that genre. Um, and I found that video and photos were kind of grabbing more of my interest. And so okay. I guess I kind of bounced around from music to video to photo. And so I have a good understanding of all those and, that's been my hobby for so long, but I had to pay the bills and those weren't necessarily paying the bills. So I had to become an employee and I was a sales guy. You know, I, I sales has always been a natural thing to me. And I love the commission and the um, earning side of things. So like the meritocracy part of it. Yeah. 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 I got into sales and was doing sales for a lot of different companies. Um, ultimately got into like advertising sales and marketing and then still wanted to start my own business. So I finally found this guy that was a young kid, like 22, 23 years old, owned his own multi-million dollar business at the time. And I was like, bro, it was kind of like Wolf of Wall Street, where I was like, bro, you're making some good money. You're young. We were like the same age at the, at that point. So I was like, bro, I want to work for you. I'll do your sales and marketing, like hire me on. And um, at the time he said, dude, I don't even have like a budget to hire you. And so I was like, I'll work for free. So I worked for free for him for a while. Then finally, he could afford to give me a salary. And then we we took his company from like 2 million bucks to like, I think like $10 million. I was doing like some serious sales and, and um, you know, making videos and his whole online presence and stuff. And then um, ended up starting a separate company with that guy. And um, I don't want to mention any names because the relationship yeah. didn't end super well. But basically what happened was we ended up starting a company, uh, me and six other partners. And, and that guy was one of those partners that company did really well we ended up doing like i think three million dollars in three months within our first like three months of starting that marketing agency wow we were selling products with click funnels we were selling on amazon with shopify and just moving a lot of uh, product as well as running an agency and doing that stuff for clients and ultimately it was too many cooks in the kitchen and so they wanted me out. I was the main operations guy. So they they bought me out. They bought my portion of the business. I then started my agency that I'm in right now. That was way back in 2017. So I've been okay. running my agency uh, since then and doing pretty well. Definitely loving not having business partners and just being like, you know, a solo so yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like if I'm if I win or lose, it's it's by my decisions, you know, the yeah. extreme ownership part. And it's just a little bit easier to stomach at night. And you don't have to do all of the people pleasing, like the people pleasing comes down to like partnerships and clients and even in those are still your decision, you know, so oh I God, very much yeah. agree. Um, I've got some partners now. Uh, but I'm in my mid thirties, like, you know, and it's people I've known and I've worked with, or like, you know, I know what I need in a partner versus like, just like, I need a body to help me do this. And then you grow and you're like, well, in a year's time, uh, like even as a business student, you can learn a lot, like, you know, on the fly. And, and if that other person isn't learning with you, it can get pretty tumultuous, you know? So I think yeah. all of us have a story pretty close to that. 
Yeah, no, there's definitely pros and cons to having partners. Like, there's a lot of pros, you know, that they really can help you scale quickly, especially with their connections and their work and stuff. But for me, the cons just outweighed some of those pros. And so I'm just, I'm really loving um, having, you know, 100% control and not having to ask somebody if we can do XYZ and how can I spend the company money and you know, it's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. And you can take some risks. Like, yeah. you know, I honestly, um, even with clients, I work with a lot less investor based brands, um, simply because like the decision making is different on that end. And like what we spend on how we spend it specifically around content and branding. A lot of investors don't completely understand the needs for those things. Like it's not a long term strategy thing. You know, an investor is like trying to come in, scale it up, exit it, flip it whatever the case might be, um, you know, a founder brand or like, you know, a brand that's been around a manufacturer going direct, like some of those types of projects, they're in it for the long game. And that's really where like the content, and the branding piece comes in is you need, you need time to build reputation and trust. I don't care how much money you have. Um, you can churn and make a dollar. It doesn't mean you're building a brand, you know, so yeah. it's, it's not the same thing. Um, and I think if you're like, if you're really into brand building, that's a different, it's a completely different game, you know, and they both, there's so many ways to make money, but brand building is something that's not done overnight. And so the mindset has to be, I'm making this decision, not for what's best for my pocketbook right now, but what's best for the brand. And, you know, you do things like that, which is just a different path. If I'm trying to do that with a, a brand or like, you know, a client that's hired me to do it and we're not on the same page, it's just going to be like super frustrating as far as yeah. projects. So tell me about Evolve, Evolve Media um, we, we took your, like, you know, your history up to like when you created this agency in 2017. Um, tell me more about it to any of our listeners. Like, is it Amazon? Is it marketplace only? Is it e-commerce? Is it like, you know, service-based businesses as well? Like when you started with, um, you know, marketing the, the agency and the younger guy you teamed up with, like, um, you know, not necessarily what you guys are doing now, but even in 17, like how, what did you start out doing and, and who are you working with? Well, I definitely have gone through some pivots over the last five, six years. <laughs> it's definitely been pivoting. So I started the agency mostly as ad management. So we were doing a lot of Facebook ad management, and I just really niched down into that space, working with all kinds of e-commerce brands. I'm a big brand builder as well. I love building brands because that's the fun part, you know, doing things that build relationships and overall put your company in a certain light. Like I'm all about that stuff. Um, more about that stuff than direct response type of marketing. But that's where I started. You know, that was my my strength and still is my strength if we need to do that. But I always obviously I love brand building more. But yeah, so running Facebook ads, building funnels and click funnels, um, working with a lot of e-commerce brands off Amazon, but more of them wanted to like they kept asking me, hey, help me build my Amazon presence. Help me sell more on Amazon. And I was like, well, Facebook ads aren't really a great way to to do that like we have no tracking we have no idea if we send traffic to your amazon store we have no idea if they convert or not so and i was all about tracking conversions because that's how you run really profitable facebook ads is you have that you know metric back yeah if the ad is working based on their conversion campaigns so over time clients just kept asking me hey help me build this amazon and i was like you know what there's obviously some serious demand here. I need to go all in and I need to listen to what everybody is telling me. And so I started figuring out Amazon marketing strategies, figuring out what all they need help with and de redeveloping services. And at that time, Facebook was like pushing away their advertisers because they were shutting down accounts left and right, like ad accounts. They were making it very hard for advertisers to 
manage ads and spend money with them. So I was like, you know what? Facebook is causing me a lot of stress. So why don't we just shift the entire agency over into the creative aspect of things where we are creating videos for clients, photos for clients, landing pages, and really putting in our creativity, you know, writing copy for emails and landing pages and sales copy and writing copy for Amazon listings, building storefronts and brand stories. And I was like, why don't we scale more into that as a service? Because that's honestly like what energizes me and gets me so excited when I'm helping brands. And, and that's where we're obviously, we're, we're honestly lending the most value because our creativity, I mean, I, I do think what we offer, the value that we give and the quality that we deliver for the price that we're charging is like, it's massive. I think that the value is huge. And that's what's really helped us scale is because we're giving really high quality photos and videos for a low price. And it really is doubling conversion rates. Like we've got really great social proof and case studies of our clients saying like, we our listing page was at a 10% conversion rate. Now we're at like a 22, 25% conversion. We've gotten clients into like the 30s and 40s with their uh, conversion rate. You know, three out of 10, four out of 10 um, shoppers will actually convert after we do our product photo shoots and video shoots and, and creating videos for sponsored video ads and revamping all the copy on the listing. So like that's really the fun stuff. So I'm just really excited to be in this space with this service offering because um, it gives us more... I don't know, more like leverage and value to bring because it's not not many other creative agencies can offer and, and do the stuff that we're doing on in the way that we position our photos and how we, we kind of look at product photos as like an art. I'm li- I was literally just working in Lightroom before this um, call here. And, um, you know, I take an artistic approach to how I'm shooting the photos, staging the photos, editing the photos. And then when we put in our infographics and put in that sales copy, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love whenever we deliver a good project and, um, you know, the brand owner, maybe they hadn't seen their brand in that light before. Like they hadn't seen it come to life, like in that way, like they hadn't even envisioned it. You know, it's almost like on those reality TV shows when someone like, um, renovates the house and then the like the homeowners come back in and it's the first time they've seen their house like renovated and they're just like blown away like oh my god I couldn't believe like you made grandma's house like you know this fresh and new and then they cry and you know yeah. like being dramatic but like I love that feeling like whenever they see something like that we've been able to help them with um, bring it to life so I definitely resonate with what you say like so you know we talk kind of high level around like you know it improves conversion rates 20, 30, 40%. Like, you know, if you're doing it right, if you're getting the right videos, if you're telling the right stories. Um, but let's talk about like some of the strategy that goes into turning that into art, you know? Um, what what are some of the things, you know, as you've evolved from Facebook ads to like direct to consumer or like websites to now you're on Amazon, focusing on Amazon content there. Um, what does content or conversion rate strategies mean to someone that doesn't know our world? Like to someone just listening in saying, okay, conversion rate means people buy, but what does that mean that I need to focus on? What strategy should I be thinking about? So I think conversion rate all comes down to maximizing your dollar. So if you're going to spend any money on investing into a product, running PPC ads, anything you want to have it so that if a hundred shoppers looked at your listing page or saw your product, what percentage of those shoppers are going to actually buy your product, right? And if you're showing your product in a bad light, your pictures look bad, they're dark, 
they just look amateurish or they're it's not building the the trust with the shopper or it's not showing the shopper that it will actually scratch that itch you know the shopper is not completely believing what you're trying to tell them they're not going to buy and so that means that when you spend money whether it's trying to rank organically, you're spending money in keyword research and trying to get your, your your organic rankings high, or you're spending money on ads, whether it's Google search ads, Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Amazon PPC, the better your listing is positioned, you know, I always think of the listing as a foundation. It, the better and stronger your foundation is with the conversion rate and the photos being just beautiful, the more likely your dollar is going to go further when you spend it on anything. And you're going to build that relationship better with shoppers. And you're going to help your brand seem more like a legit brand, you know, give you that authority in the space and get more people talking about you because you seem like a real player and you're not some amateur or some beginner noob. You know, you're going to you're going to be able to convey that your product is is valued worth and, and has a higher quality than it actually may have just based on photos and videos. You know, I, I see it a lot that it seems like, uh, and I know this may sound bad, but I, it seems like false advertising. So many times companies are so good at their photos and videos that when I buy their product, I'm let down and I'm like, man, they did way better job convincing me to buy it than they actually did on focusing on their product and making their product as best as it can be. So obviously your product has to be good or else you're going to let people down and you're not going to get that cons uh, consumable effect where, you know, recurring buyers and, you know, monthly recurring buyers. And that's what you really need to scale. And, and you're not going to get the, the recommendations and the, you know, people talking about your product if it's a junk product. So you need to have a both a, a great marketing plan, great photos, great videos that really check all those boxes as well as a, a quality product. Totally. And before I go to my next question, just a shout out to our sponsor again, Fullscale.io. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit Fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. So you talked about like, you know, content like images and video. Um checking all of the boxes, you know, that you need. Um, what do you think? And we've talked about success that you've had with it, but like for an Amazon seller or, you know, someone's thinking about it, um, what are some of those check boxes that they should be thinking about when they're hiring a, a firm to do it, or they're even doing it in their own in-house? Is it just lifestyle photos? Is it getting the right models? Is it getting the right lighting? Like what are the check boxes of, of good content? So I would definitely say, scale. You know, I'm not a huge fan of renders because sometimes it's hard to set the, the real accurate scale. I'm not a fan of Photoshopping your product into stock photography because scale could be wrong there. And it just, it looks bad. It, it, if it looks somewhat awkward, even to the untrained eye, they're not going to buy because they're going to be like this. Something's a little weird about this. I'm not going to buy it. So real photos, getting real actors, and you, you don't necessarily have to pay the big money to hire the actors or to uh, even have people in general. I mean, you can just have hand models, just people that are willing to put their hands out there and hold your product. But I definitely am a big fan of the human element of having some kind of human touch in your photos. Um, but as far as the checkboxes, okay, so scale is big. Benefits. So many sellers focus on the features and all the little things that their product has and they're expecting the shopper to connect the dots with how that's going to impact their life. 
and shoppers don't connect the dots. So sellers need to connect those dots for them as far as this is the feature so you can be warm when you step out of the shower. You know, if it's a bath mat, if it's a robe, you know, yes, we make our robes extra soft and heat insulating so you can, you know, feel great when you get out of the shower and be super warm and it microfibers so that you can absorb all that water. And so bring it back, connect that dot for the shopper and really drive it home. Don't expect them to connect the dots. So features and benefits are huge. You obviously want to mention the features, but more focus on the benefits and what value that's going to actually bring them. Like making the customer the hero kind of thing. Yeah. Making it seem like this is going to do this for you. Yeah. This is going to make you beautiful. This is going to make you warm. This is going to make you fuzzy. This is going to make you, you know, walk different, uh, have better posture. Okay. Focus, like bringing up the problem, but making the product really feel like it's the solution to whatever problem that they may have. So, so focusing on that with your infographics and with your copy, you know, I would say more people just look at images and make the buying decision. They don't necessarily read the title, the bullet points, and then even the A plus content copy. They're just looking at photos. So you got to make sure all your sales copy is in your photos and then duplicating that. So in the main listing images, as well as in the A plus content, don't worry if there's overlap. If you're saying the same thing in your main images, as well as in your A plus content, because they may not see all six photos or seven photos, however many you have in the main images, and they may see some in the A plus content. So you got to make sure that you're doing that. I would say brand story stuff, like tell a little bit of your brand, um, why you're different, what are your morals, your values, what do you guys focus on? Where do you source your products? You know, nowadays things are getting a little hairy with China. So I don't know if people are going to be super enthused that they're buying and supporting products coming from China. So if you do get, even if it's Vietnam, even if it's India, any other country, tell people that your products are made there. I mean, Apple basically says, their products are assembled in, you know, they say things like developed in California. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's clever. <laughs> like, all their products are made in China, but they're like trying to say anything they can to make it seem like they're more of an American company when they're not. But um, so talk about quality of materials. And then we always like to have a comparison chart where it's like us versus them. So here's all the things that we put into our products. Here's our features and benefits. Here's what those guys are going to bring you. Here's the problems you're going to run into with those guys. Here's where we've made an effort to try to solve those problems so that you don't have an issue with uh, battery life or you don't have an issue with it uh, decaying or breaking down or the color fading or things like that. So us versus them. But yeah, I could go on and on with. um, No, I think that was great. Like, what are what are some like? So, you know, we've got video, too, which I think video can either like directly validate what's in the images or it can be almost something completely different like your images are all about features and benefits and and then the video is like the brand story or the video can be like an explanation how to or you know things that help the listing like make them make that decision to say yes i'm going to buy um you know from a lot of things i've seen over the last 10 years of working in this space is like there's like trends right there's so there's these trends to like what people are doing and how they're doing it. Are they getting real artistic with the A plus pages? Are they focusing on like, um, you know, UGC or are they focused on like some, some high end stuff? There's always something happening. What do you see as um, kind of like a trendy way to go? Or it's like some, some marketing tactics that are happening right now that you think are, are um, 
are relevant. So I don't know if that answer, if that's clear or not, but just yeah. like basically some trending stuff. So trending stuff, weirdly, vertical videos, portrait style videos are more trending than wide videos. So that's a part of the trend because it just seems more authentic and genuine and less commercial and polished. The amateur, not so polished videos are just killing it these days. If you had a little TikTok watermark dancing around your video, that may seem like it was stolen from social media and now it's being run you know, as a sponsored video ad or on the listing. So if you can make it seem like it's going viral, like you have a lot of different people talking about it, that's always important. Um, handheld ways of shooting, you know, like, like you see their arm or you see that they're within arm's distance of the camera. I don't know, this like amateur low production value way of shooting seems to be the trend right now to uh, building a relationship and setting yourself apart from the other polished brands that are going to have this beautiful voiceover talent reading it and they're not going to say any ums. It's going to be, you know, and I don't think that really resonates super well with the consumers these days. So it's about trust. Like, yeah. you know, like it's just so much, it might be less polished, but like, I trust that it's real. I'm not just getting sold something that's like, you know, an apple and mud, uh, yeah. you know, but it's like, this is legitimate. I'm getting it right from the source. I'm like, they're not polishing it. They're just shooting it to me straight. And I know there's still a lot of editing that goes into it. And we know that, but the subconscious mind is like, I trust this more. This is like a friend or this is my neighbor. Or this is whoever like shooting this and talking to me about it. Yeah. So a couple of things, UGC, you know, it all really comes down to UGC, user generated content. And when you can have a video showing multiple different people taking their perspective and talking about their opinions about the product, that's really big. But also what we just did recently was a, a video where it's not so much about all the ingredients in the supplement and um, what those ingredients will do for you, you know, not so much a technical approach, but more of like a lofty, like, I love this supplement, it changed my life, it completely solved all my problems, like being more vague and It'll generic be. with Sales that be. UGC content, not yeah. trying to make a, a an actor get super technical with it, but just making them say big lofty things like this was a game changer and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah however they say that <laughs> no i get it because like i honestly don't want to read about a supplement product that has like a scientist in a lab white coat yeah like a white lab coat like telling me all the benefits of the product i know that that might seem like it says trust and it might seem like okay this is a doctor that knows Logical. and all i think about is like i'm like this is an actor with the coat on you know or like I just, I'm not the same as that doctor. So I, I would rather see somebody that's like my body type in the gym talking to me about like not being able to gain weight. And he's just like, yeah, I like, you know, I eat three times a day. I do whatever. I have a hard time gaining weight. Like this thing has changed the game for me. Like, you know, it's made me like, uh, you know, gain 11 pounds in two months and like, da, 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 da. like that's going to relate a lot more with me than any you know, lab coat scientist or doctor that's formulated this amazing supplement, which I want, a, yeah. I want a scientist or a doctor to develop the supplement. Yeah. But I want to be sold by the person that feels and looks like me. Yeah, I think it comes down to logical and emotional buyers. You know, I, I would say I'm a logical buyer. I would say my wife is an emotional buyer. So when you're making your videos, and I say videos because you need to have an arsenal, you need to have an army of videos, you know, 10 to 20 videos 
to check all the different boxes and convey your product to these different types of buyers. So you need to have a video where it's more logical and you got a white coat guy and you're coming across professional because that's going to check all the boxes for those logical buyers. But you should also have an emotional type of video where it's just a hype man, you know, a hype girl. And she's just like, oh my God, this is the best product ever. It's made me do this. And, and now I can do this. And, and, um, so just being more emotional with it and how it really changed the game or how it made her step up as a mom and have, have more of like a personal touch where she kind of gets emotional about her. Uh, you know, I was a mom that was really struggling with X, Y, Z, and now I can do this. And so, being vulnerable, I guess, is the main thing. So you want to have these different videos in your chest of, of videos to be able to deploy, deploy and relate with those different shoppers that are, you know, a male of a certain age, that's a single guy, but then also a mom of a certain age, maybe she's a single mom, and she has these different problems and different pain points. I love it. I, um, I love that you said the emotional piece, the emotional biological buyer. I, I would like to believe that all of us are a little bit of both. And, you know, I, what I do know about the brain and how it works is that we as humans, the emotional part of our brain actually responds faster than the logical brain. Yeah. So, you know, you'll feel something toward an image or a video or a person or whatever. And then your logic brain starts making sense of that, um, you know, and then you like you're going to justify whether you buy it or don't buy it or, you know, how you feel about it. But, um, you know, recently spoke on creating emotional uh, connection through content um, and just like some of the nuances behind that, like you make the food look delicious, you look the the coat that someone's going to spend 500 bucks on make them look amazing like you know i want to look amazing like you know you're trying to create these connections that i think um at first you know the web is really still so new in regards to just like buying and selling which is one of the oldest things since the beginning of time right but um doing it digitally is still new so we're still evolving as a culture um and uh at first it's like get products up online okay now get products like operationally and supply chain two people faster okay and then get um you know the bottlenecks there and then okay now we've got competition and it's not just first to market that's winning on amazon now we've got competition or uh, across e-commerce because there's multiple people selling in the same types of products now we have to do that part that emotional connection part that content piece that trust building piece um because it's not just first first of the game that wins now it's like we're all here uh in the best business people the best sellers the best brands are going to yeah. win so it's just evolved a bit you know and i think uh we're definitely at the forefront of that trying to lead the way in regards to like how to do it best um you know as we get as we get close to time like what what are a couple tips you have specifically for amazon sellers who want to optimize their content to gain more conversions and i know we talked about the check boxes we talked about what they can be doing and why but what are some tips like just real practical for someone that's trying to get started like does it need to be just fill all the image gaps and the a plus is it like um you know start practicing so that they get better like what's a tip you leave people with um as a place to start i would say testing split testing always be testing always be trying different creatives change your creatives often um, I mean, obviously, there's a balance there of like, you don't want to overchange and then you, something was working really great. And then you, you change it. And then you're like, Oh, man, now I'm I took three steps back, I got to change it back. And I got to figure this out. So but testing to a certain point, where you're dialing things in, and you're getting closer and closer to like that perfect place. So testing around with different videos that you're creating, different photos, you're creating different people that you're targeting, 
how you're you're con- conveying your product in general with the benefits and um, yeah, but you're not going to know, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yep. And you're not going to know it until you find out, hey, this works great. So how do you find something that is going to work great unless you are testing different things? If you just stick with one thing that you have found to be working okay, you know, if anything, it's going to plateau, if not go down over time and it will stop working well. So you kind of always have to be trying out new things to trying to be getting better. Cause if you're not trying to get better, then most likely you're going to be going lower. Sales will be dropping. So, um, trying also things in a low cost way. You don't have to spend a bunch of money to get some photos, buy your own photos, have your own photos in your possession. I think a lot of sellers don't have their own, sorry, products and not photos. They don't have their own products in their possession. So like when you have it in your hands, you know, you can simply hold it up with a sunset background in your hand, take a picture of it and test that as a a new image in your A plus content. Grid style images work really great when it comes to main images as well as A plus content. That's another um, checkbox that I always try to have when we're revamping a listing is always have a grid style image. They remind people of social media content. Everybody, you know, goes to that social media stuff. So you can also put a lot more information and set different vibes with your product by having these grid style images. And I would say when you do this testing, go at it like on a scientific approach where it's like, you don't have 20 different variables. You're, you're kind of saying, I'm going to test these variables over X period of time. And then I'm going to look at the results as far as what was my conversion rate during that time period. I would say a month should be a decent time period. And even that is hard because during the year, not all months are equal. (laughs) You know, we're getting, we're in Q4 now. And so we're definitely not going to see, we're going to see more rational buying, more emotional buying. Um, Also the price point is going to make a big, I meant to say this earlier with logical versus emotional buying, the price point is going to definitely change what kind of buyers you're getting because the higher price point is obviously going to be people that are more logical. Like maybe they're 70, 80% logical and 20, 30% emotional, but no, that's great. That's an amazing tip. And I'll just add to that to say, you know, a way to test uh, if you don't want to be changing it live on your listing or, um, you know, during Q4, but you want to be prepping and testing and learning all the time, you know, uh, and I'm not I'm not a, an affiliate or anything like that, but PickFu, uh, PickFu.com and there's other ones like that. But there's that's a great place to go to put some of your content up, get real Amazon buyers to leave you like feedback and reviews on your images like did this photo make sense? Did I like this one better than this one? Was this one clear to me? I still had questions about this one. And you can get that kind of feedback, that sun, that sunset picture. Um, oh my God, I love this. Like, you know, it just made me think of like my favorite hour of the day. Like, you know, you're going to get yeah. feedback from customers um, that you can't just get on Amazon from making those changes. So if it's not the right timing or a little bit less um, risky uh, way of testing, but test, 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 great tip for me. And um all right, before we sign off, like where where can people contact you, Ian? Where can they find more about Evolve Media? Um, where can they get engaged with you? So I have keep it really easy. EMAAMZ.com. EvolveMediaAgency.com is the longer URL. You know, Evolve Media Agency is our name. So if you just go to EMAAMZ.com, you can look through our photo portfolio, our videos. We got client-specific portfolios where it's like, the different photos and videos that we did for a specific client. Uh, we've got pricing for video packages, for photo packages. You know, our photos 
uh, our videos can be as low as $99 for a video if you bought at least five. Wow. Okay. If you bought just one, it would be $149 for a video. And then we have, that's the basic video where it's kind of just like product close-ups and B-roll shots with music. If you wanted a more elaborate video with like crazier shots and a voiceover and a script and stuff, that's just as low as $499, so $500 for a video. So um, we've got packages if you buy multiple videos and we've got photo shoot pricing. I think our lowest photo shoot is like $250 or something like that. Um, and then we've got other you know services as far as a full listing revamp completely building up the full listing with a photo shoot, graphic design, copywriting, keyword research, all that kind of stuff. That package is about $2,000 for that. Uh, but it's like a, a full revamp. I mean, we've seen big results with that. So our pricing is definitely affordable. Again, evolvemediaagency.com is the URL. And then we've got a YouTube channel. So if you want to see some of our YouTube videos, we push, post a lot of... Um, you know, advice and tips for Amazon sellers. So just go to YouTube, type in Ian Smith, Amazon, and then you'll, you'll find my channel. There's another, there's actually a couple of popular Ian Smith. So if you just type Ian Smith, you're probably going to find them, but Ian Smith, Amazon makes it specific enough to find my YouTube channel. Awesome, Ian. Thank you so much. Guys, I'll put the contact information in the show notes as well. And shout out again to our sponsor, FullScale.io. Do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let FullScale help. They have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions, then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders at FullScale. They specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. Um, we're able to do this whole podcast for free and offer all this value all the time because of our sponsors, Fullscale being one of our major sponsors. Thanks again for them helping us put on the show. Thanks again to you, Ian, and thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next time, guys. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.